Hey, so thank you so much for joining me today. Jesus has a word for us. As usual, let's acknowledge him, Jesus. We thank you, praise you, preparing us for your return. Just ask you to take over. I thank you for using my voice, Lord. Just give me what you want me to say. Help me to say nothing else except for what you want me to say. Love you and praise you. Give you all the glory in your name. Amen. So I want to read to James 2.16 and 17. So um, actually, I'm going to start in 14. So what use, what profit, my brethren, for anyone to profess to have faith if he has no good works to show for it? Can such faith save his soul? What an interesting question. If a brother or sister is poorly clad and lacks food for each day, and one of you says to him, goodbye, keep yourself warm and well-fed, without giving him the necessities for the body, what good does that do? So also faith, if it does not have works and deeds and actions of obedience to back it up, by itself is destitute of power, inoperative, and dead. <clears throat> so faith without works is dead. And I just want to say, if your brother or sister lacks food for the day, and to help you to know that the word of God is our food, we need the word of God. That is our spiritual food. And we all have something to give, whether it's physical food, spiritual food, um, whatever. We have something to give besides doing that work. And so we do have spiritual food to give. And if we're not willing to give that, it says, what good does it do? And how can you save your soul? I had so much trouble with that. I did everything God was telling me to do, and I was blessed in the city, blessed in the country, blessed going in, blessed going out. And then those blessings stopped, and I was seeking him. And he said, you're not doing what I told you. I said, Lord, I do everything you tell me to do, just like on that day, right? But Lord, I did this in your name. I did that in your name. And he said, but I asked you to write books. I asked you to I asked you to speak the word and you're not doing it, but I'm afraid. I don't want to please. And he said, no, I, you, you said you would go for me, right? I said I would go for him and he was blessing me and blessing me. And then all of a sudden I just stopped and had my own little party and stopped doing the work. Cause I thought, oh, I don't want to get in front of the camera. I don't want to have this persecution here where I go. And I don't want to go to church there where they don't like me because when I go to church, it was funny. I always want to sit in the back and not do what he's telling me to do. He'd always have a word for me to give. And he said, then why go? If you don't want to speak up, because I'd be like, Lord, can I just sit here and be quiet? And he said, why go? Why go? And he's saying, if you don't have faith to care for your neighbor, then you don't have faith. Your, your faith is dead. So he's telling us we need to care. And, um, I was talking to him, or he was talking to me. I ran into someone, and um, he, I started feeling his presence when they were telling me why they didn't do his work anymore. And, um, of course, you know, it hit me right away because I already know. And what happened is they started to do his work. And then the enemy came, just like Jesus said. He said, as soon as you hear the word, as soon as you get an instruction, the enemy is going to come and try to stop you. He hates us. He hates God. And he'll do anything to stop you from doing God's work. If he, can, if he can distract you, if he can hurt you, whatever, he's going to do that because he doesn't want you doing the will of God. He doesn't 
want you going to heaven. He doesn't want you right with God. He doesn't want you blessed in the city, blessed in the country, blessed when you go in, blessed when you go out. He doesn't want you showing that God is good. Proving his will is good and perfect. He doesn't want you to show who God is, but he wants you to be distracted. And that's exactly what happened to them. It happened to me. The enemy attacked, got him, got them distracted into taking care of that problem. And for me, just distracted in other ways of thinking I wasn't good enough, but he distracts you from doing that work. And faith without work is dead. If you say you love Jesus and you're his, and you don't care about what he cares about, right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind means to care about what he cares about, and he cares about your neighbor. And the second most important commandment is to love your neighbor. And so if you're not putting that person first, if you're taking care of your problem before your neighbor, then you're not loving in God's kingdom the way God has called you to love. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind is the very first commandment. The second is to love your neighbor as yourself. And so, of course, the enemy is going to attack. God was talking to me about Job. That's, that, that's what that was all about. And I need to back up and say that God said this is a time of testing. This time before he comes, he's testing. Do you love him or don't you? And if you love him, you're going to care about what he cares about. You're going to take care of his business. You're going to be preparing for his return. And you're not going to be just putting that off because you're too afraid or you got to go make a living. Because when you sit in fellowship with him, you're going to get the order of things. The disciples didn't go back to their jobs when Jesus left because they had to take care of themselves. They learned a different way. And he's calling us to learn his way, to be that disciple and to do what he was doing. He said, if you love me, you're going to do the greater things that I did and even greater. You're going to do what I did and even greater works. I'm going now and I'm asking you to take over. People make light of that. It's ridiculous, they think, to go around and, and do good, do what Jesus was doing when they got to take care of their family. And what we don't understand is when you take care of Jesus' stuff, he's going to take care of your stuff. He said, if you seek his way of doing and being right, then all the things that you need are going to be added to you. You're not going to have to go after it. And so <clears throat> he's testing us. Do you love him? Are you going to seek his way? Are you going to do what he's calling you to do? Are you going to ignore him? Remember what he said? He said, not everyone who calls me Lord is going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. I was reading, I think it was a new century version, but those who do what my father wants. Those are the ones that are going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Because if you're doing what he wants, then you're sided up with him, right? You're caring about what he cares about. So if you're doing his will, if you're doing what he wants, then you're going to live in heaven with Jesus. And we're not looking to the future. We're living here and now. We're not spending time with Jesus to find that out. As soon as the enemy comes and we're attacked and we're taking care of this problem, I like to call it the monster. I always tell my son, don't feed the monster. Satan wants you to take care of that monster, have all your attention on that monster, whether you're believing for healing or whatever it is. 
or God sends you out to do his work, Satan comes with a problem. So you're feeding that problem. You're giving that, all that attention to that problem instead of to what God called you to do. That's the intention. That's the plan. <clears throat> I started talking to you about Job, and God was showing me that's what that was about. Not only was, was um, Satan say, well, he's not going to love you if you take all the stuff away, but Satan was making a problem. It was a temptation to go take care of all these things myself and not serve God and even get offended at God. Right? I, I've been believing for something for a long time. And I know it's contingent to me obeying God. Everything is. And um, so it keeps getting my attention. It keeps getting me to the, the distractions that he brings my way. It's one thing after another. Whatever works, he knows what button to push. And he keeps getting my attention off of my assignment. And um, God is saying, come on, you know, get back on your assignment. That promise is coming and eternal life is coming and you want to spend it with me. And I'm no respecter of persons, so I can't say, oh, I'm going to give this one a break. She didn't do my work, but I understand what she's going through. No, we have to be overcomers. The word of God calls us to be overcomers. And this is a time of testing. If you really love him, you're going to trust him and not let Satan distract you. If you really love him, you're going to study the word of God. You're going to seek God and you're going to know that Satan is trying to distract you. And you're not going to let him get away with it. We talked about that the other day. We're letting him get away with everything. We're just letting him take over. We're just letting him do whatever he wants to do because we don't even know that he has a game plan. He has a plan against you. If you don't know that, then you're not going to do anything about it. You're not going to know. He, he tries to get you to live by your feelings. And if you're, if you're living by your feelings, you're not going to even know that he is the one that um, pushed that button to get you to start living by those feelings. You know, like he puts all kinds of lies in your head and you call them your feelings. And that's how you feel. And that's what you think. I was um, at the gas station the other day and God prompted me to talk to someone and I was telling her about Jesus. And she said, you know, I think that's a matter of personal preference. And to me, you know, I know the truth. And so I was looking for the kindest way to say, it doesn't matter what our opinion is. What matters is Jesus is coming. And if we're not in agreement with him, if our opinion isn't his opinion, then we're going to perish. The same with anything that you're doing. The word of God says what God's opinion is. And if your opinion is different than that, then you're doing something you feel like doing or what you think you should do. You're not doing what Jesus said. You're ignoring what Jesus said. And on that day, he's going to say, you ignored me. Away from me. You practice lawlessness. I didn't know you. But Lord, I did this in your name. I did that in your name. Yeah, but you didn't do what I told you to do. You thought you could live by your opinion, how you felt. You've never even opened the word of God to find out what I think, what my opinion is, how to enter into eternal life. That's pretty sad. 
And so, you know, the big thing is um, that God is talking about today is faith without works is dead. If you're all caught up in yourself, you broke the second law already. If you're all caught up in yourself and you won't go out and give that gift that you have to give to that person in need of your gift, your faith is dead. You can say you can have faith that moves mountains, but if you have not love, you are just a sounding gong. And God doesn't pay any attention to you then. So the first thing you have to do is get in fellowship with him. Find out what he's thinking. Look at the word of God every day. Feed your spirit. He is your word. He is the word. This morning I was saying, oh, God, I'm so tired. I feel so hungry. He said, yeah, get in here. Come and eat. And I did. I thought, oh, yeah, you're right. That's what I got to do. That's what I'm missing. I already ate enough. Actually, yesterday or today, I shouldn't be hungry, although my stomach is growling. But really, my spirit is growling, saying, I need the word so I can be strong. It's my energy. It's my food. And you have God on the inside of you. And he needs you to give that to those, what you have, to those who don't know him, to those in need. Somebody comes to you and you know Jesus and you don't give them Jesus in your faith because you had to go to work or you had to do this or you had to do that, then your faith is dead. Faith without action is dead. If you say you believe God and Satan attacks you, um, say in your body, and so you give that all your attention instead of giving the attention to the, the assignment that God gave you, then your faith, your faith is dead. Or say he attacks you financially, then you, you think that you have to have this plan from today until next year. You walk by faith, not by sight. You don't look at what is. What, what is is temporary, and it's subject to change according to your faith. Faith comes by hearing the word of God, so we need faith. We need faith, and faith comes from hearing Jesus, from doing his word, and he is going to take care of you when you do what he told you to do. He doesn't treat anyone any different. He's no respecter of persons. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so you have a work to do. Faith without works is dead. You have a work to do. You need to find out from him what he wants you to do and then go and do it and get filled up every day. Get the word in your heart so you can go and give it to that person that needs it, that person that's poor. Um, I want to read that to you. If a brother or sister is poorly clad and lacks food for each day, who do you know that doesn't know God that goes and eats spiritually every day? They don't. So we got to feed them till they get to the point where they start eating themselves. I'm feeding you today the word of God. I'm doing what God told me to do. And so he's going to take care of me and I have faith. I have other things I could sit around and worry about. I could be feeding that monster. I could be feeding Satan what he wants. You know, and when you sit there and worry, <laughs> Uh, I came up with that this morning when I was talking. Worry doesn't work with God. It doesn't worry. When you sit around and worry, then you're not doing anything and you have no faith whatsoever. And it's impossible to please God without faith. So Revelation 3, 19 and 20, I love it. Revelation 3, 19, Jesus said, I correct 
those that I love. And this whole time you're here, you need to be corrected so you can be ready to enter into eternal life with him because we don't think his way. We don't do things his way. And so we got to learn that. And then Revelation 3.20, he said, I'm knocking at the door of your heart. If you let me in, if you heed my voice, if you let me correct you, I will come in and I will get you ready for heaven. And I'll take care of all your needs. You can do my stuff. I'll do your stuff. You want to pray that prayer with me today? I'd love to pray it with you. Let's do that. Jesus, we're asking you to come and live on the inside of us. Be our God. Be our provider, our healer. And we'll go and we'll do your work. We thank you and praise you that you want to live on the inside of us, that that we're good enough to do your work. You're the King of kings and Lord of lords, and still you want to do your work through us. And we just give you that permission right now. Just come and correct us and get us ready and send us out. We love you and praise you. Give you all the glory. Us feel a need to pray too for that person that laid down their assignment because of an attack from the enemy, an attack on your body or your finances or whatever it is, whatever he made so big that you forgot all about God. I just pray right now that Jesus, you would confront that person listening and tell them, yes, get back on your assignment and I'll take care of that thing. Keep believing. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't give up on me, saith the Lord. I'm here for you. You do your part. I'll do mine. Yes, I'm testing you. Do you love me? Are you going to be all concerned about that thing that's trying to be bigger than I am? Do you trust me? And you just keep looking to me day after day, hour after hour, minute after minute. We love you, Jesus. Thank you so much. We give you all the glory. Isn't he good? I'm so in love with him. He's so good to us. And you're going to be the happiest ever. He said, if you do everything I tell you to do, my joy in you will be complete. You'll be excited. Get filled up. Go eat. Go eat. Skip those physical meals once in a while because they just blog you down, make you tired. Lethargic even, overweight, sick. Let it go. Eat spiritually. Get filled up. You won't be as hungry, and you'll be hungry for Jesus. You'll be doing his work. And what is our reward? Eternal life. Aside from all the blessings, he promises here eternal life. Thank you so much for listening today. Share this video. Tell people Jesus is coming. If I didn't say that, Jesus is coming. We've got to hurry up and get ready. Because when he comes, he said, will I find faith on the earth? you got to have faith. you got to be doing your thing that he called you to do. Besides all the things the word says, you got to be in agreement with him. you got to be doing his work. Don't make light of it. Don't think it's ridiculous that you got to go feed your family. He's going to feed your family. I'm not saying quit your job. I'm saying seek him. Find out exactly the order that he wants you to take. And then hurry up and do it. You don't want to be on the other side of the door going, Lord, Lord, let us in, let us in. And he's going to say, I'm not acquainted with you because you didn't get ready. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.